0: G'day, Mike Hussy here, but you can call me Mr SuperCoach. KFC SuperCoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussy here, but you can call me Mr SuperCoach. KFC SuperCoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's that time of the week where we concentrate on the beautiful game and uh, helping us to do that is SENZ Extra Time host and football expert Ricardo Ball. And uh, Ricardo, certainly no scrums or close contact to worry about in that regard with your game. Uh, What we can tell you right here and now is there's four Premier League games going on uh, in England as we speak at halftime. It is Norwich 1, Crystal Palace 0, Tottenham 1, Southampton 1, Manchester City 1, Brentford 0, and uh, at about 34th minute, Aston Villa and Leeds are locked together at one all as well. So uh, and in terms of those games in particular, what are the
1: significant ones, Ricardo? Well, I think yeah, you really got to look at that game uh, featuring Norwich, Norwich and Crystal Palace. You know, uh, they're a team that with Smithy a month ago, everybody, I think even some of the bookies in Britain were paying out on them being relegated. They were already paying out on it. And now they're out of the relegation zone. And uh, if they can get a result here, you know, they're, they're starting to put some distance between themselves and the likes of, uh, of, of Burnley. So uh, this, this could be potentially a big result and was a, a fast start from them as well. Timo Pukki, uh, who is the uh, Finnish international who plays up front for them, scored in the 37th second smithy. So it was a, a fast start for Norwich this morning.
0: OK, let's... Uh, uh, of significance too, of course, is uh, Newcastle perhaps, perhaps... Uh, turning a corner good 3-1 victory uh, just the other day Um, Chris Wood not on the score sheet but starting uh, and uh, perhaps, just perhaps, survival prospects for Newcastle.
1: Yeah, it's looking that way, mate. It, it really is. You know the the way that they have strengthened. Uh, you know, Kieran Trippier, who was another one of their big signings, uh, the English right back. He did he he put the game to bed for them. He scored the third one from a from a really good free kick, actually. Uh, and so, as it stands, you know, Norwich, I, I should have said, have gone back into the relegation zone uh, ahead of the result of this game. Uh, but Newcastle have certainly given themselves a lifeline, and what that win has done over Everton has dragged Everton and down into it. So uh, if you look at the the last relegation place at 18th, that's currently Norwich on 16 points, although, as we mentioned, they're leading 1-0, so they could go to 19. Then it's Newcastle on 18, Everton on 19, and not far ahead of them is Leeds on 22. So what looked like it was going to be a four-horse race for for that one spot to stay in the Premier League now could be opened up to a few more teams. Manchester
0: United uh, were... uh... Disappointing, I think it's fair to say, yesterday. uh, Manager, stand-in manager, not very, very happy at all. Uh, Rolf Rungnick
1: uh, with the performance and letting uh, a couple of points go begging. Yeah, uh, mate, I I think there's a couple of things here. Uh, One is that I think United are playing reasonably well in general. They're not converting their chances. In the last three games, Smithy, they have had 70 shots and they've scored three goals uh so sure. they can they're convert you know they they're creating chances but they're not finishing chances and the other thing which Ranyiuk also brought up was that there were two united goals yesterday disallowed uh and there's some controversy around those um I'm, You know, United fans, like most fans, can be a bit myopic about it, but uh, there have been several instances this season where the exact reasons that those goals were chalked off yesterday, those goals have been scored against Manchester United this season and have been allowed uh, in very similar circumstances. So United fans are crying foul and saying it's one rule for one uh, and another rule for for another. And, you know, if Burnley had scored those goals yesterday and they'd been disallowed, there would have been an uproar and it would have been uh, the referees favouring the big clubs.
0: Have you been disappointed, uh, hand on heart, little disappointed with Cristiano Ronaldo? Didn't start yesterday. I think uh, he
1: came on in the 68th minute looking for a winner. But uh, hand on heart? Yeah, a, a little. I mean, I, I said this at the start, Smithy, and it's a tough one because he has scored goals this season. So if you criticise him, people go, but he's your top scorer. Um, the thing that happened uh, that I think has been the issue is that I know Solskjaer is not there anymore but end of last season Solskjaer got United to second in the Champions League and they made a European final they had a way of playing and they were looking good He had added Rafael Varane and Jaden Sancho to give him some more pieces, solidify us at the back, give us another dimension going forward. I think he had a plan for how he wanted us to play based on what had happened last season and and how that had been developing. And then he got given Cristiano Ronaldo. And Cristiano Ronaldo didn't really gel with the way that he wanted to play in terms of a lot of running off the ball, a lot of closing uh, the opposition down with the ball in their own third. But he couldn't drop him and he had to play him. It meant that he had to tweak the way he played and he couldn't get it to work. Uh, so while Cristiano Ronaldo was there scoring goals for United and getting us out of trouble on occasions, I think the, mm. the the main point is if he wasn't there in the first place and we didn't have him when we were starting Cavani or Mason Greenwood uh, before his current situation more often, United probably would have been in a better situation and Solskjaer might still be in the job.
0: Well, you mentioned Mason Greenwood, of course. So he won't be around until that situation. Um, and if you haven't heard, it's uh, allegations of uh, domestic abuse and all sorts of things against him, which is pretty ugly, so they're, uh, they'll leave him aside. But uh, it didn't stop West Ham's Kurt Zuma getting recalled into the side after kicking a cat. Well,
1: <laughs> that hadn't gone down too good either in today's world. No, mate, not at all. Um, well, that, that's the thing. I mean, it was it, it was a it was a pretty. I don't know if you've seen it, Smithy, the video, but you know these footballers, mate. Uh, you know, much uh, they're even richer than, than former cricketers. Um, and so their 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 ah. uh, their mansions are are, are quite big. He, his kitchen is. You know, looks like some sort of show home kitchen. And he kicks this cat the length of the kitchen and then starts chasing it around the house. And then some kid that's there picks it up and he open hand slaps the cat across the head out of the kid's hands as well. So that's what's uh, happened. The fact that, man, uh, that West Ham came out and denounced his actions, but less than 24 hours after doing that, put him straight in the starting 11 for a game against Watford, I think spoke volumes. Uh, about where their priorities were. But you know what they say, Smithy, so hit them in the pocket, and that's when they make uh, they make changes. So one of West Ham's major sponsors has suspended hit sponsorship of the club at the moment, and now as a result, West Ham have suspended Kurt Zuma and fined him two weeks' wages, which is about £250,000, and they have gifted that to animal well-being charities. And on top of that, Kurt Zuma has also been dropped by Adidas. He was a sponsored athlete. They've cut ties with him so he's lost that and uh, probably the most poetic thing Smithy yesterday I thought was uh, one of the Watford players left a little bit on Kurt Zuma in a challenge so he went down holding his leg the physio ran on and the Watford fans were singing that's how your cat feels and you could hear it uh, in the stadium and over the TV cameras oh, oh my god my god
0: just, uh, just a point of interest for you uh, have a look at the monitor there Yeah, uh, I do not have a cat I do not have a cat <laughs> And I'm broadcasting from in the middle of my washing line. So that, <laughs> that shows you, that shows you, uh, Ricardo how some ex-cricketers have been paid <laughs> over the years.
1: <laughs> so
0: anything. All right, let's move, move on to uh, a really good and serious subject now. And that is the Wellington Phoenix. Uh, I must admit, I tipped against them last night. They got a late winner over Melbourne Victory Uh, and a clean sheet for Ollie Sale. I mean, it's just a nice story coming
1: together at the right time. Yeah, really, it really is. You know, it was a really good performance against the Melbourne victory and I think it's interesting too that last night, Smithy was Scott Wooten, uh, the new signing out of the UK. It was his first start. Uh, at centre back, he's a guy. I don't know if you if, if you caught much about him, but he came through the academy ranks at Manchester United. Uh, played played about four games, I think, for Manchester United, and then got let go. But played three seasons for Leeds in the Championship, uh, and has played in the in the English league. So his first start, and I, I think. Listening to Ollie Sale post-match, he said the communication from Scott Wooten was key, uh, and that really helped them. So I think uh, he's a major piece, and to have him there, it's kind of like maybe he's not quite the same pedigree as Stephen Taylor, but it gives them that experienced head, that communicator in there that's uh, that's certainly helping things at the back.
0: What about um, you know they're, they're creating opportunities, actually converting a few opportunities as well. Um, that was without Gary Hooper as well last night.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, um, and, and you know if they can get Hooper fit and back in that team, uh, that gives them yet another dimension because Hooper is a guy that gives them something different to what they have. You know, he's a bigger, more physical presence. Um, so. You can, you can play the smaller guys like the balls or uh, the Satorios around them. They can run off him, and it gives defenses something else to think about. But yeah, I mean, if the Phoenix are playing really well at the moment. Uh, I think it's worth pointing out that. And you know Josh Satorio, he scored two in that last game. Um, but in the first half, he missed about three or four chances. And you know you can't continue to do that ongoing. But they made it work. And hopefully now that Satorio has found the net, uh, he's got some form. He's got some confidence, and uh, they can they can take that forward. They've got Adelaide uh, on Saturday, which is going to be their what third game in seven days or eight days. Uh, they've got a run of five games in fourteen days. Adelaide at the moment are in the playoffs. But they've only won three games all season, Adelaide. But They've got a lot of draws. So I think Adelaide are very beatable. And, I mean, if they win that, that's four in a row. And they, then the Phoenix are definitely in the playoff positions.
0: Tell us a wee bit about uh, David Ball up front. Because uh, at one point, um, I think he rugby league, uh, rugby league tackled a player when he, was, <laughs> when he was chasing back. Commentators were all over that. And I don't blame them because if you saw a replay of the tackle, it was quite bizarre by football standards. Um, but he is ag- aggressive, abrasive. I mean, and, and when he comes at you, 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 you see him. Uh, you see him a mile away, and I guess it. Uh, he, he's, he's not what you'd call a pretty footballer. He
1: doesn't make football a beautiful game, but certainly effective. Yeah, very effective. He's got a great engine, as they say in football, a great engine. He just does not stop. He keeps running, keeps running, keeps running. It's interesting, actually, on the, on the rugby league tackle, because it was, of course, played at a, uh, the former Illawarra Steelers ground, uh, that one uh, last night. Uh, the, in the first half, Brendan Hamill, who's a former Socceroo, plays for the Melbourne Victory, did something similar on a Phoenix player. They didn't talk about that so much, and he didn't get carded. David Ball gets yellow carded, and the commentators blow up. Um, you know, it's, it's not just the Warriors fans that notice these things, Smithy. I, I think there's a certain amount of the, the Phoenix Twitter exploded about that as well. But yeah, no, David Ball, great player. Uh, at this level, he just. He really does dominate, and he imposes himself on the game just through, um, you know, sheer force of will. I mean, he came up through the ranks at Manchester City. He came through their their youth academy, and you know, played uh, through the leagues with teams like Rotherham United and Peterborough United and Fleetwood Town. So he's he's done his time uh, in places where you've got to play, you've got to have a will to win, and you've got to play tough to win, and, and you certainly see that with him.
0: As custodians go, when you look at the former volley sale. Uh, which is very, very good of late. Uh, you'd have to say he's had limited availability for uh, the All Whites because of uh, his proximity, of course. But uh, all of a sudden, Danny Hay looks like he might have that 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 custodial role uh, better covered.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at who the options are going, you know, Stefan Marinovic is playing in Israel at the moment, um, and is probably you know has been a very good keeper for the All Whites, but I think is probably on the way down. Uh, Michael Vowed. Looked a bit patchy when we played uh, when, when he played in golf for us last time, and he had moments at the Olympics where he was a bit patchy as well. He's playing second tier in, in Holland, uh, so all of a sudden I think with Nick Zanev, who's who's another option, but from by all accounts he was the player that wasn't vaccinated that wouldn't uh, that couldn't go to the last camp. Uh, so Ollie Sale, all of a sudden. He gets that number one role last season. He's continued it this season, although he has had a bit of an injury. But he looks he looks a great prospect, and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, the All Whites make the World Cup in, in Qatar in twenty twenty two at the end of this year. That Ollie Sales the All White number one.
0: Okay, uh, just uh, on a, another note, Melbourne victory um, uh, in the second half uh, brought on uh, Marco Rojas. Uh, he missed a gilt edged opportunity that would have picked the the victory up. But playing a significant game it was his 100th game for the Melbourne victory, yeah. uh, together with the time he's played for the Phoenix. Uh, a true veteran, but uh, I'm not sure he was at the top of his game last
1: night. No, I think, I think uh, he's, had, he's had better games this season. I was surprised he was on the bench, to be honest. I thought he would start. Uh, but victory have had similar issues to, uh, or have got similar issues to, I think a lot of clubs. But the you know, you know, Phoenix being one, as they have got a lot of games in a short period of time. So I think um, you know they, their manager was just basically trying to rotate his squad. They had the FFA Cup final only three or four days ago, which they won. So it might have been a little bit of a hangover from that as well potentially. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think Marco at this level is superb. He's one of the best players in the league at this level, but we didn't really see that last night. Uh, But, you know, he's 30 now as well, which surprised me the other day. I I was thinking about Marco Rojas potentially going back to Europe, and then I was like, what is he now, 27, 28? looked him up, he's 30. I'm like, okay, no, probably Mm. his his, his chances in Europe are done, but he always seems to dominate this level. I, I think Marco will be good. I think he just needs a run of games. And if he gets that run of games going, um, expect him to be back in that all-whites mix uh, come World Cup time too.
0: Well, uh, I can leave you with this um, as well, Ricardo. Uh, we've got a text, and I've never heard Ricardo Ball before the advent of SENZ. Really enjoy listening to him. So enthusiastic and knowledgeable. Cheers, Carolyn. So oh. there you go. Um, I, I had to read that out, and uh, I echo those thoughts. Uh, I enjoy this segment every week. Uh, because of your enthusiasm and your knowledge, Ricardo, and I look forward to you uh, coming back this time next week as well. Thank you for your time, sir. Yeah, no, thank you, Smitty. Thanks for having me, and thanks to Carolyn.